0: And uh, welcome to this week's edition of the Fact Checker Podcast. Um, Before we get into things, we'll introduce the team. I'm Marissa Payne, the Cedar Rapids government reporter for the Gazette. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. And I'm Erin
1: Jordan.
2: I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter.
0: Um, In this week's check, we'll be looking at um, some claims from the Iowa Democrats' Twitter account, um, taking aim at Senator uh, Chuck Grassley um, in light of the recent shooting at Oxford High School in suburban Detroit. Um, so as, as we know, a deadly school shooting, um, there has once again sparked debate over tightening gun control measures at the federal level, uh, as, um, as lawmakers split along party lines over how to keep these weapons out of the hands of the wrong people and improve safety, um, while also protecting second amendment rights. Um, so after the November 30th shooting at Oxford high school in Michigan, uh, when 15 year old Ethan, Ethan Crumley opened fire and killed four people, and injured seven. The Iowa Democrats used their Twitter account to point fingers at Grassley, who is seeking re-election in 2022 for not taking sufficient steps to stop gun violence. Um, And this is a quote from their Twitter account. Senator Chuck Grassley is bought and paid for by the gun lobby for $226,007. The NRA has gotten to call the shots and use Grassley as their puppet. Um, That was from December 3rd. Of course, they were Uh, referring to the National Rifle Association. And they continued in a a tweet later that day uh, to criticize Grassley's positions on gun control. Um, The second tweet is, the majority of Americans, including gun owners, agreed that universal background checks are key to ending gun violence. But during the same week as a deadly school shooting, Chuck Grassley blocked common sense gun reform that could have saved lives. We deserve better. Uh, so first, we'll take a look at the claims about the uh, 226,007 dollar uh, contributions um, over Grassley's career that the Iowa Democrats say um, that the NRA, um, the nation's leading gun, right, gun rights group, has contributed to Grassley. Um, so they pointed to the Iowa Democrats. Um, when I reached out for sourcing, they pointed to figures from the not for not for profit Brady campaign which is a Washington, D.C.-based organization that advocates for gun control and against gun violence. Uh, The NRA's Political Action Committee, which is uh, registered with the Federal Elections Commission, is the National Rifle Association of America Political Victory Fund. And this committee is subject to spending and campaign contribution limits. FEC data shows this entity is given $147,020.10 in campaign contributions to Grassley. Um, But the group, uh, the NRA also has a lobbying arm, which is the National Rifle Association Institute for Legislative Action. Um, And that makes independent expenditures and is not required to disclose their donors. So uh, through this entity, $86,208.31 was spent in support of Grassley in 2016, according to the FEC. Uh, so through both the NRA's PAC and its lobbying arm, it has spent uh, $233,228.41 combined, which is uh, slightly more than the Brady campaign analysis fund are uh, found. And it wasn't clear exactly um, like what date uh, the Brady campaign data ran through, um, but they included a, a little description before their um for all their numbers. And that suggested that the review spanned through the first half of 2019. So it seems, you know, there were several months there, um, but you know, those numbers were reasonably close. So, um, and you know, a little under for the Brady campaign um, from what the FEC data actually showed. So we gave that claim an A. Um, So for the next claim, um, we'll look at whether uh, during the same week as a deadly school shooting, Grassley blocked common sense gun reform that could have saved lives. Um, That was in reference to Grassley's opposition to the bipartisan Background Checks Act on December 2nd, uh, which was just a few days after the Oxford High School shooting. Uh, The bill, which was introduced by Senator uh, Chris Murphy, who is a Connecticut Democrat, um, that was passed by the House in March and it would require new background checks for gun transfers between private parties and expand a 10-day review for gun purchases and transfers. It also would bar transfers of firearms between individuals unless a licensed dealer or manufacturer takes possession of the firearm to complete a background check. Um, so currently, when someone buys a gun through a federally licensed dealer, they're subject to a background check through the National Instant criminal background check system, which is a database maintained by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Private seals are not subject to background checks at the federal level. Um, and a number of factors in a person's background would prompt an investigation before they could buy a gun, such as uh, certain criminal convictions. Um, so Senator Murphy requested unanimous consent to pass the legislation. And under this legislative procedure, If all lawmakers agree on any matter before the Senate, the chamber sets aside a rule of procedure to speed up proceedings, in this case, allowing for the passage of legislation without the regular voting process. And then Grassley, uh, the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, objected to the request, um, effectively blocking the measure from advancing. Um, And on the Senate floor, he said, I have serious concerns with the bill raised by Senator Murphy this bill is hostile toward lawful gun owners and lawful firearms transactions. This will not solve the problem it seeks to address. He argued uh, that it would not prevent crime and turn otherwise law-abiding citizens into criminals. Um, this works. So Grassley instead offered a unanimous consent request for a bill he co-sponsored in 2013 and has since reintroduced, which is the Protecting Communities Preserving the Second, Second Amendment Act of 2021. He said his bill would would improve the availability of records of the FBI maintained uh, background check database, address mental health or yeah address mental illness in the criminal justice system, and end trafficking of illegal firearms. Um, and, you know we we see all the time um, when mass mass shootings happen, it sets off another wave of policy debates surrounding gun control as Democrats usually argue for tighter background checks and Republicans are more inclined to. You know, be wary of infringing upon uh, Second Amendment rights. Um, So, several news media outlets, uh, headlines um, about this December 2nd um, Senate floor exchange called attention to Grassley's move to block the gun control measure. And while it's not the fact checker's rule to, you know, declare something common sense, it is true that Grassley blocked such legislation. Um, So, currently we gave an A for that, but I know the the group is interested in further discussing, um, you know, kind of how the Iowa Democrats portrayed uh, the blockage of this legislation and the tweet and um, whether to downgrade for that or not. Um, So that said, it's impossible to know at this point in the investigation um, into the shooting and into the role of Ethan Crumley's parents um, who were charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter, whether background checks could have saved lives. but yeah, I'll open it to the group for discussion.
2: Thanks, Marissa. Um, I I guess like one of the things, the questions I had right away are who are the Iowa Democrats? Is that the Iowa Democratic Party? Um, I think we should say more about that. I mean, they, they do link to the iowademocrats.org,
0: uh, you know, like the official website of the Democratic Party in Iowa. And it is like verified on Twitter.
2: Okay. I would just say some of that, you know, like in the, the uh, you know, that the, it's the official Iowa democratic party, Twitter account or whatever, you know, maybe we could just verify that. But I think that some of that context would probably be good. Okay. Oh, and so, you know, like, I totally agree with the grade on the first claim. Um, the second claim, I just was thinking about, um, the idea how general it is about could have saved lives, you know, the way that is paired with the first part of that sentence where it mentions the Oxford um, shooting, it implies it means it could have saved lives in that case, you know, but but um, is there, I, I think so that to me is the only reason that might kind of the implication there that if we don't think that the background checks would have saved lives in the Oxford case, you know, maybe that would be an argument for somewhat of a downgrade from the A, but I, I don't know what you guys think about that.
0: Yeah, no, that was um, I don't know, kind of a tricky issue to get into. So I, I looked at some, you know, skimmed some research and stuff and PolitiFact actually had rated similar claims of, um, on the effectiveness of, um, background checks and reducing gun violence is half true. And there is like research on there that it basically what they concluded was it's hard to separate the effectiveness of background checks specifically from, you know, other gun control measures. Um, so while there does like typically seem to be, um, from most like studies a, a reduction in gun violence when you have background checks it, it is hard to separate that from other measures and typically um other countries um looking at what they do with gun control it seems that um background checks when combined with uh, you know a host of other um other measures is when it's most effective so There's not, like, a clear consensus on the effectiveness of background checks. And then, in this case specifically, like, since Ethan Crumley already is a minor, was not supposed to be in possession of a gun publicly that's, you know, not not allowed for a minor in Michigan. Um, But his parents had gifted it to him as a Christmas present just on Black Friday, so a few days before the shooting. Um, You know, Ethan obviously shouldn't have had a gun in the first place. Um, his parents did have a, um, a little bit of a criminal record from when they lived in Florida, but, um, one of the Detroit TV stations reported that their convictions, which I believe they both had DUIs and I think fraudulent checks, um, from what I recall, um, that wouldn't be anything that would have like flagged as, you know, in a background check of like, don't sell guns to them. So it seems that his parents, um, again, still under investigation, so nothing's impossible. But it seems, at least from what news organizations have reported, that they would have been allowed to own guns. So even in their case, um, it, it doesn't entirely seem that background checks would have stopped them from possessing guns and from a gun being in the home for Ethan to have access to.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Cause that was the the question that was raised. You know, I, I didn't even really think about that until Aaron kind of pointed it out in our email exchange. But um the the thought that occurred to me was just sort of, I mean, even if they're kind of pointing to this specific bill, maybe as a a, a reason lives could have been saved, I mean, just the timeliness factor, the law would have been in effect and enforced. It, it like the timeline doesn't really match up, right? So you can't really point to this specifically as, oh, well, this could have prevented this tragedy. Um, and I don't know if that's explicitly what they're trying to imply, but I, I think obviously that they're trying to point to Grassley as trying to not prevent other tragedies like this from happening. Um, but yeah, that's a really interesting point that you raised about the research because that was the other question I had. If, you know, there has been research proven you know, whether background checks are effective in reducing violence in a community. Um, obviously, there, there's a lot of other factors in this particular case, but it seems like from what you found, background checks alone don't really, are, aren't really kind of the answer to this problem, right? I mean, if it was, it, it'd probably be not a problem anymore. Um, but it, it sounds like from what you found, that's not really kind of discussion point at this, and this joke's
0: Yeah, well, and then since um, background checks aren't needed with a uh, you know, like private gun purchases, then, you know, it's like, do people purchase guns, you know, do they just go to different retailers to purchase guns if there's a different background check required? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how that all plays out, but yeah. yeah, either way, you know, it seems that background checks um, experts would say are not like the band-aid solution for reducing gun violence. Yeah.
1: My understanding of this case too. There's also some questions about, um, you know, whether the parents should have done anything earlier, whether the school should have done anything earlier, or I mean, I I think in a lot of these cases, and this one is no exception. There's there's sort of a lot that kind of leads up to the point of the tragedy. Um, and so I don't think just kind of placing this solely on the shoulders of a potential law that that maybe could have stopped it. I I, I kind of agree with Aaron. I, I think the implication of that, I don't know if there's the information or the data to support
2: that. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think the, the word that catches me is could, um, could is such a flexible word. Um, yeah, anything could make a difference. Um, and Leaving aside the timeline, which is a, a point I hadn't thought of, but I think the thought is like, if this had been in place before this happened, could it have made a difference? And um, it seems like not in the Oxford case, you know, but it definitely could make a difference on a broader Case. I mean, I, I think there yeah. have been cases where they've shown that um, individuals who were felons did get firearms and, um, you know, you know, did did perpetrate further violence with the firearm that they got without a background check. So I think that um, to me, it just depends on whether we're interpreting that as narrowly, whether it could have made a difference in the Oxford case or in cases in general. And I mean, to me, the downgrade should be minor, you know, um, a B at, at worst, um, you know, on that one.
1: Yeah, I would agree with it. Just rereading the tweet. I mean, the, the tweet doesn't name Oxford specifically. Um, I mean, I think obviously that's what the reference is to. But yeah, it could have saved lives. Sure, they could be talking, um, you know, down the road. Maybe there's another Oxford case where... A background check could have maybe prevented guns from being in the hands of of somebody who shouldn't have it.
2: What do you think about a B on that second claim, Marissa?
0: Yeah, no, I agree since, I mean, there's just so many unknowns still with this shooting and things to be investigated, but then since the general consensus with background checks is like, you know, there's not a resounding uh, answer from the community of experts that study it. So
2: yeah i think that makes sense um so the tough thing becomes then averaging an a and a b with not having pluses or minuses
0: maybe we need to change the fact checking system (laughs) get those pluses and minuses
2: right (laughs) well do we feel like it's overall is more an a or more a b I mean, it feels
1: to me just kind of between these two claims that it's mostly true. Um, I mean, just kind of looking at the facts. I mean, even before we kind of had the discussion, Marissa, you had landed on two A's. Um, So I don't know. I guess it's whether that B would, would downgrade the overall check to a B. I would feel like maybe that this would kind of still leave it at an A. But I'm curious what you guys
2: think, though. I think since we were leaning, you know, Marissa, your initial instinct were, were two A's. I feel like it's, um, I, I don't know. I'd be okay either direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Michaela, you were saying it's mostly true. And if it's mostly true, that's a B. That is a B. That is true.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm saying I'm, I'm on both apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess like the initial reason I, landed on an A over a B was because we, I didn't necessarily like verify as much like the implication of could have saved lives because you, you know, we don't know in any specific instance what could have you know, done anything. Um, so th- that's a hypothetical, but at the same time, I know in the past, like we, we often consider like the implication of something in our grading and you know, so even though that we didn't like necessarily verify that as a separate claim, but that implication still does send a message. Um, and as we discussed here, you know, that implication probably warrants a B and so I, I think it'd be justified to give the whole, uh, the claims overall a B.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, and with that in mind, I would be comfortable with a B. Me too.
0: I think are are we good then to move into uh, I know we're, we're kind of heading up on holiday time here. So the, the fact checker will be taking, you know, a, a little t- holiday time off too. Um, but yeah, do you want to, either of you want to discuss things we had, um, you know, considered as possible future fact checks when we are off from our holiday time?
2: Well, there's some claims out there that we were looking at, you um, you know, as any of the listeners and the readers of the fact checker will know, we try to balance the different political parties and try to balance um, different candidates and different, um, you know, packs or different things like that. So we um, we're, are trying to kind of keep our eyes open to different um, statements that are out there on Twitter and, and other places but I don't know if we settle on anything and if we're going to be, you know, potentially not doing a podcast or a check for a week or so, maybe there's going to be a whole nother world of claims out there. So I guess my thought is just, you know, kind of open it up to our readers and listeners to let us know what they're hearing.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Um, well, that is a wrap on this week's fact checker podcast. Um, well, I guess we have a guest producer this week uh, Nathan Ford instead of our normal Stephen Colbert. Oh, Nathan! Um, <laughs> uh, our, our fact checkers are edited by Craig Jamolis, and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I am Marissa Payne.
2: I'm Michaela Ram. And I'm Erin Jordan. And we will fact check you later.